Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Stacey J. And I'm Chuck Duran. You know, Sunday can't come fast enough when you have part two with Fred Melanick. Let's go. Voiceover is becoming a pretty well, mainstream thing. Like, everybody's obsessed. It used to be like, you're, you're a like, voice no, actor, what's that? Now it's, it's, it's our little secret. It was such a great secret for I a know. long time. Yeah, and then, like, every few years, there'd be an article in TV Guide every four years saying, <laughs> the voices that make millions that you never see. Yeah, right. And exactly. then there'd be a month nice. where people would try and get in, and then it would yeah, be nice yeah. and quiet. Yeah. yeah. And now, it's all different. The cat yeah. is out of the bag. But I must say... There didn't used to be this whole enormous separate cottage industry yeah. that now exists of people people giving lessons and coaching yep. and tapes mm. and all that. And, you know, some of those, I have a somewhat uh, jaded attitude, yeah. cynical attitude about that. I mean, I, there are some people I know who do a very good job. Yep. But I think there's an awful, awful lot of people, this is my own feeling. That do an awful job? That, that, <laughs> that, do, uh, that prey on people who mm. have aspirations to do this, and they don't really have a lot of good information to impart. Yes. Unfortunately, this is, you're, yeah. you are absolutely correct, and that this is, is true. true. And that's why yeah, it's so important so that everybody plugs research. into a show like this so you get your yeah. information from credible people that are actually yeah. making things happen in the business. I tell the pe people that all the time. I have a question for you, since we're on the topic of sure. giving people good information. Yeah. Um, what advice could you give... The folks out there that are, you know, that want to have a successful voiceover business, what advice can you give them to get them going in, on the right track? If they're very much at the beginning, you mean, or if they've been going for a while? Let's say that they have a little home studio. They've been taking up, you know, some coaching and stuff, and they and they and they they have, you know, their their skills are there. They just need to be set on the right track. Okay. Well. Uh... I have a general answer to that first, and it sounds like a bromide, but I actually mean it seriously. Okay. Uh, decide whether or not greatness is for you mm -hmm. and act accordingly. Mm. If you have something in your heart yeah. that tells you that you have greatness as something that's available to you or that might be available to you, pursue it. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't listen to anybody who's going to discourage you from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, but and don't accept a set of of uh, things that you tell yourself that excuse you from having to give things your best effort. Mm -hmm. uh, don't ever ever waste an opportunity to to do something well. Um, that's the sort of general yeah. thing. Yeah, that's good though. That's good yeah. advice, right there. Um, you know, I remember my agent saying early on, a different agent, when I, who I was with for a brief time, uh, when, you get, when, you, when you're reading an audition, uh, burn the first take. Terrible advice. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Yeah, terrible that advice. Yeah. Uh, put, always make sure that you, the thing you don't want to feel is that you walked out of there or you submitted a tape and you go, well, it was, it was okay, but it really wasn't. 
don't, don't better off not to submit it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have a clear idea of what you want to do and pursue it with your full attention, your full effort, and make sure it represents you as best you can. Absolutely. Um, have a way of working. Have a method of working that works for you. Mm -hmm. um, don't get lost in the sauce like, what kind of a microphone should I get? Is this, will this cheaper Sonics do or do I need the real thing? Yeah. All that stuff is like this important. Yeah. The thing that's really important is, how do I be good at this? Yeah. And the answer to that is, listen, make a study of things, see what you like, listen to a lot of, you know, people who write books and make movies um, have to read books and go to the movies yeah. and see what's really good in movies. <laughs> yeah. right. You really right. have to do yeah. that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same thing with what we do. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to get seduced by the idea that you can have this great career where you don't have to have a regular boss, you can have your own. All that stuff's besides the point. Mm -hmm. You have to have, one thing I've learned for sure is, no matter how good anybody is at this, everybody's replaceable. Yeah. yeah. So you have to have something that you do that's really you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you have to have your perspective, your mark, your yeah. style, your thing that makes them go, yeah, that girl has something that I have to need. Have. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Or that guy. Yeah. So um, that, that's, the, that's the most important thing. And um, I have personal feelings and prejudices about it too. Like there's a lot of people doing very inexpensive work in the hopes of building a career. They go out and do, there's people that have websites where they uh, bid for jobs and then you wind up getting a job where you get $10 a tag yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, th yeah. th that is never, ever, ever gonna lead to anything that's worth mm -hmm. your Absolutely. time. Yeah. You're gonna spend more time and effort than you would if you had a straight job yeah. where you had a salary yeah. and you're gonna wind up thinking this is not fair. Yeah, not yeah. to mention it's actually well, hurting, hurting you from actually ever being able to make good money because you don't wanna set. And it's hurting you the, ind and it hurts the industry. Ever. If there's people that'll yeah. do a job for 10 bucks, they're like, oh great, I can get some for 10 bucks versus I, I, right. going I by a certain standard. I tell and people the virtues. I, I'm a big guy. <laughs> Uh, for the unions, mm -hmm. uh, just because I've seen how they have grown and changed things and made things better, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I realize that they're not available to everybody, but it's worth it to go put yourself on that track. In Absolutely. the long run, it will build your career and your ability to stay in the profession if you want to. Right. Yeah. So I have a very good question for you, Fred. <laughs> um, maybe you can set the record straight here. True or false? In high school, you played lead guitar on a song called Puppet on a String. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, you didn't think we'd find that out, like, did what? you? Well, first of all, I didn't even know you played guitar, man. Yes, I do play. I mean, I'm an amateur, oh, not like it. you. But, but still, I, but I, I told Stacy, you play guitar on any song, you gotta be good. Yes. Yeah, I have a record. I have one you 45 have a record. record. It's, I'm wow. on both sides of it. I have the A That's side and the cool, B side. I love it. One record. Uh, and I was in many, many bands uh, when I was a young yeah. guy. Uh, and I really, really enjoy playing. Um, unfortunately, uh, I don't play so much now just because I have kids and I have, yeah. I'm working and stuff like that, but, uh, I have, uh, I have a couple of really, really good guitars that I like to play mm -hmm. and my agent, uh, is very, very into like getting together and, uh, getting a slight buzz and, yeah. and <laughs> with legal substances. Of, of course. Yeah. And, and, that, uh, like we do here at VO yes. Buzz Weekly. Exactly. Yes. Right. Good, Precisely. clean fun. Good, Fun. <laughs> and playing uh, for fun, and that I really, really enjoy. My tastes in music 
are slightly more sophisticated uh, than my abilities. Slightly. I mean, yeah. I, I, like, I, I'm a big Steely Dan kind of guy. I like yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. jazz yeah. and Love stuff, Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. that right. kind of stuff, uh, which is hard to play. Well. Absolutely. you got to be really great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but that's kind of what it's I... It's always what good I, to have something to, you know, yeah, to reach a, towards. Yeah, to aspire. Do you still play? Like, I mean, you still pick up that axe and once yeah. in a while and oh, rock yeah. out? For sure. Yeah? For sure. As a matter that's of fact, really I, cool, just, uh, yeah. I brought my guitars out here when we moved. Yeah. I, have a, I have a 1965... ES 335 nice. that was owned by Alvin Lee. Remember Ooh, Alvin wow. Lee from yeah, 10 yeah, years of after? Of course, man. Yeah. Um, and um, I just had to have it reset up because it's much drier here than it sure. is in the East yeah. Coast. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to change a little bit. Right, change all that stuff. But I, I really do enjoy playing very much. Um, but That's awesome, man. You don't, as you know, yeah. to get better, you have to practice. Absolutely. Yes. And I don't have the time you to practice. You every day, or you'll say you'll stay just as good as well, you Well, it's were. a catch-22, because if your guitar work is getting better, then maybe the career is slowing down, so I guess, you know, exactly. if you're too busy to practice. Good choice there, it's Fred. It's a good thing. All right, now, i got to tell you something. <laughs> My favorite show on the planet is Curb Your Enthusiasm. I am a curb freak, and you... I love Larry David. You play Larry David's therapist on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, tall order. Believe me. I understand. <laughs> but what good. was it like working with Larry and the cast? It was a total guess. Um, first of all, I, I was a fan of that show myself and used yeah. to watch it before I ever met him or any of that stuff. Um, I didn't know that that show is entirely, entirely improvised. I, I was going to ask you that. It is it entirely improvised. You get, you get a little piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, you're Larry's psychiatrist, and you sent Larry a bill uh, for, for talking to him outside the office. That's all it says. Mm. That's it. And everything else you make up. Yeah. So you came up with the whole George Lucas thing? Oh, yeah. All, all that stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So good. And what happens is, you, you, you know, the first, you, you do, fortunate, fortunately, it's not film anymore. It's all, it's all digital. Yes. Yeah. So you can do a lot of takes. Yeah. And the first couple of times you do it, at least me, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you kind of, you do, I'm, I'm trying to come up with something yeah. that's uh, yeah, you know, something and, clever and yeah, yeah, and by a, you know, take four, I have an idea or two. Exactly. And then, you know, and, uh, so funny though when he's disputing, you're like, no, no, and I love, and it's the same thing like you did in a serious man. It's like your voice, you're, you're like, no, no, what, what, my, what I'm illustrating yeah. here, like it's so <laughs> yeah. funny. He's just like, <clears throat> yeah, one so of my favorite, good. one of my favorite episodes is when he's walking down the street with uh, with Jeff. And he's eating a banana, and he's done eating it, and uh, he throws the banana peel in somebody else's can. Garbage can. And only this would only happen to Larry, <laughs> right? It's like, hey, what are you doing? That's my garbage. What? I'm just. It's you know, it's biodegradable. <laughs> and they get into a huge argument. It's so crazy. And I'll man. tell you something about him that also shocked me, having never met him. Yeah. Not at all like that in real. The sweetest. Really. Most pl sweet, pleasant, easygoing. Happy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that he's happy all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what he actually said to me was that the writing part, where they actually come up with the kind of outlines and mm -hmm. stuff, yeah. is difficult. But he enjoys the part where uh, he's acting and putting everything together. Yeah. Um, but a very kind, generous, solicitor, yeah. really nice yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Mm. And I used to think, oh, you know, here this show is proof that you can have all the money that God put in the world and still be one miserable. Human being, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in fact, he's a very, very uh, lovely guy. That's very so cool, sweet man. guy. That's really, So you really could great. do a stop and chat, and he would actually maybe do it. I, I have told Stacy a million <laughs> times, if I ever see Larry David in the street, Larry, if I ever see you in the street, I will go up to him and I'll say, Larry, I know you don't like to stop and chat, but I'm going to stop and chat. Just to see what he says, because he hates stop and chats. 
according to the show. Yeah. Anyways, congratulations on on, so on doing good. that, man, and having the well, opportunity to work yeah. with him. Thank and then you. recently, we've seen you on the Crazy Ones. Yes. With Robin Williams. Yeah, I recur on that show. I play a, um, I play a, a nasty voiceover artist. Well, I was gonna say you're sort of this. Pre, yeah. What is this, it with the nasty voiceover sort of artist? Prima Donna, you play yourself. <laughs> uh, that you're a prima donna. You know, don't like taking direction. Now, is this was did you have to str- is this really what you're like? Fact, yes. Tell the truth. <laughs> it's like yes. Yes. Completely <laughs> like that. Oh my god. I can't believe funny. it. No, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, you're stretching it. You have to remember who's paying the bills, yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I try. I try. Always try and. Um, I try and do whatever is asked of me. Yeah. But still keep it in me. Yeah. Right. You can't give up that it's you no. because then you have no compass anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you actually you were telling that that them earlier when you were saying exactly. you have to find a piece of you that mm-hmm. you can bring to the table because that's the guy that's going to make the money. That's the guy that's going to get a book. That's that's the guy that people are going to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And and you need that to. And it, it's a weird. There's a weird um, paradox in yeah. our business, which is that it's very important. Um, to have confidence. Yeah. Problem is, when you have no experience or not much experience, how how are you supposed to have any confidence? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. You have to be the kind of person that's, in a sense, able to manufacture confidence. your own confidence. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, the con- but there's a difference between confidence and arrogance, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And one day I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, one day you'll figure it out. Well, well that's good. Darling on the crazy one. So don't figure it out when yeah, you're upset. Exactly. It's so are funny. There, are so there, good. Are there any other projects that you're working on now, or maybe some secret, top secret stuff that you can't tell us? But yes. You will? There's not much that's top secret. I'm, can I can't, you talk about the film that you just finished? Yeah, I have a couple of films that I just finished, but one might be of particular interest to you. Okay. It's called Get On Up. It's the James. James Brown story. Oh, yeah. Story of James yeah, Brown. I've heard that, yeah. Which I had a great time, really interesting time making. Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd is in it. I, uh, he plays a yeah. producer that I work with. And uh, a guy called Chad Bozeman plays, uh, plays James Brown, who's terrific in it. Yeah. And one of the very interesting things about this film is uh, the executive producer was a, a, a fellow who was uh, quite well known, though somewhat new in the film business, a fellow by the name of Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. So Mick Jagger was down there with us in Mississippi, mm-hmm. wow. and I got to be part of the um, excitement, the energy of yeah. Mick Jagger. Uh, yeah, that man, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in a sort of a general yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, very, very exciting. Yeah, uh, and he, uh, you know, he actually knew James Brown, mm-hmm. uh, as did as did Dan Aykroyd actually. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big part of it and part of the excitement of doing it. Uh, I play the guy who ran James Brown's record company. So I was there for all the live shows, all the recreation mm-hmm. of the Tammy show oh, wow. and all that stuff, which was mind-blowing. It was so good. It was oh, so exciting. Yeah. And I actually saw James Brown a number of times when I was a kid. Yeah. I saw him mm-hmm. at the Fillmore in New York and stuff. Man, that's so exciting that that's like really really entertaining that yeah. kind of stuff when is that coming out Do that will know? be coming out august 1st awesome. august 1st oh that's august great yeah. have a big premiere and all that. yeah yeah what else do you have going on I have a series uh, that's starting, a television series uh, mm-hmm. on USA called Benched Benched right which is about a young woman who's a lawyer a uh, corporate lawyer who has kind of a an unfortunate uh, breakdown at the law firm who gets fired oh. uh, and then she has to become a public defender. Uh-oh. So she winds up having to defend people uh, who don't speak English and who are indigent and poor and she has a very different experience than dealing yeah. with the high-end right. Beverly Hills types that she's used to. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, that's a new series that I'm in. I play a judge in that series. Yeah. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be on. We're starting production, uh, I believe, 
uh, late March, early April. I think it'll be on during the summer. That's exciting. Awesome. That's called Benched on USA. That's and then great. I have another movie that'll be opening later on in the fall uh, with Pierce Brosnan called How to Make Love Like an Englishman. Oh. Wow. I think I've heard a little bit of, that. about that. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm McDowell's yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Pierce Brosnan, Jessica Alba. Yep. Uh, about a man who's a professor in England, mm -hmm. and he comes to the United States because he gets a student pregnant, and he has to follow her, oh. and he falls in love with somebody else while he's here. Wow. And he's kind one of a ne'er-do-well guy. Just one of those days. Right, and then he <laughs> learns to kind of be a better human being, or to oh, attempt to try and be a better human being. So you're working, you're working a lot, man. Yeah, I've been very, very uh, No wonder you can't get better at guitar playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been in L.A., for a little while from New York, what what do you think? What are the biggest differences or challenges or things you like about it? The, the one thing that I was a little bit uh, kind of apprehensive about yeah. was that it's such a completely work-obsessed town. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what are you doing now? Or what's the last thing you've right. done? How are you, which means, uh, are you working? How are yeah. you, what are you working on? Or you yeah. know, how are things at yoga? Yeah. And yeah. other than that, who gives a shit? Oh, I can't say that. Can you can say that. <laughs> okay. You can say that. It's, and, and people are unapologetic. Uh, unlike in the East, where that may also be true, right. people are somewhat unapologetic about that. Yeah. It's, you know, so I thought, well, that's not going to be fun because I like to have some friends who are, like, not in the business. I like exactly. to have some friends who are, you know, who do other things mm -hmm. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, probably just because I've been so busy, that hasn't been much of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um... I have a son with autism, so that was a big part of our move. Mm -hmm. He was in a great school, and we used to live out in the east end of Long Island in the Hamptons. Right. He was in a great school, but he aged out of it. Mm. So we wanted to find a good school for him here uh, in California, yeah. and we've recently had a big, uh, very good thing happen to us with that, so that we're very oh, happy wow. about. Um, that's a big thing. Uh, I have so many friends here. Um, but a lot of them are friends from years ago mm -hmm. that I went to drama school with who yeah. came here like 30 oh, years great. ago. Yeah. So I have to kind of reinsinuate myself into groups of people that I knew way back yeah. who, who've, mm -hmm. who, I, you know, yeah. who I didn't see for years and years and years. Um, I, I find it, I find, the, I used to think California is too pleasure loving. Mm -hmm. You know, and therefore I, I have to be careful, you know, because it's 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 this sort of hedonism. Constant but, temptation, yeah. But maybe because I, uh, I'm older or maybe I'm not so, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't find it that way. I find people uh, kind of the same mm -hmm. uh, as they are everywhere else. Yeah. And I find people friendlier, and some people used to make fun of that and say, oh, well, it's this skin-deep kind of friendly. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, like, if you go into a store where we used to live... There's this attitude of like, well, you know, I have to wait on you, like, you know, it's uh, where as, as if you're somehow, you know, a little bit um, looking down your nose at the people. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So therefore, they resent it slightly, especially in the Hamptons where we used yeah. to. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Hamptons is a whole. I spent a lot of summers on Fire Island. Me too. Yes. Where Ocean Beach? Ocean Beach. Sea Beach. Yeah. We had a house. My parents had a house in Ocean Beach. They built it in '46. Oh wow! Right after the war, so yeah. I spent all my childhood summers there. I know. I pulled my little cool. wagon. I loved it. Me too. Oh. Yeah, loved How it. How cute! I loved it. Anyway, so uh, the differences are, are you know, people are sort of friendlier. Mm -hmm. um, there is a great deal more concentration on what you present to the world. You know, people are more concerned, at least overtly, mm -hmm. about how they look. Right. Uh, but you know, okay. So that, that that's that's part of you know that's part of life, and um, 
I'm at a time in life where um, I don't want to suffer any more than is absolutely necessary. <laughs> so that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to do things that are hard. On the contrary, yeah. the great the great satisfactions in life also all, all, you know come right. from yeah. doing things that are like people always say to me, "Are you having fun acting?" I don't have fun acting. I don't. <laughs> I get a great deal of <clears throat> out of acting. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. Yeah, it's like asking a guy who's who's a surgeon. Did you have fun doing that heart transplant? It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. It's intensive, but, but, and it's, but it's when satisfying. it works good, it's great. Right, yeah, it's right. intense. Yeah. It's great. Go. It's beautiful. Right. Good analogy. Right. But it's not fun for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so, for some people, it is fun. But that's, well, now you went back to Broadway in what was it, 2011? I did very briefly. And what was that like? That did was feel, that. It was very brief. Did you? But did you feel any <laughs> ghosts from the past of? Well, I I went back with the specific intent of facing something that had been very difficult for mm -hmm. me. Okay. And uh, I felt glad that I did it. Yeah. Uh, the experience wasn't one that was, you know, super because uh, it was a three one acts all together. One by Woody Allen, one by Ethan Cohn, uh, one by Elaine May. Yeah. And I had certain problems in the production, and I left to do another thing, and mm -hmm. that wasn't entirely great. But uh, the thing that I wanted to do, which was go back before a live audience, in front of a very big live audience, yeah. I did do, and I felt uh, gratified and happy that I got the chance to do it, and I liked doing it, Yay. actually. I'm That's glad. Beautiful. So that was good. Good. That's fantastic. You have good closure. Absolutely. Well, it may <laughs> the door may not be closed. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll see. But I mean, I did. I, did, I was glad that I got this. And then after that, I was in a production uh, of Uncle Vanya, mm -hmm. which is a great Chekhov play. In a not in, not in a Broadway theater, but a, a much smaller theater. But uh, that's a very, very big role, yeah. and I love doing that. Yeah. That was a great, joyous, mm -hmm. uh, thing to do. Very, oh, very I cool, man. It. What are you most proud of? In life? Yeah. Gosh. I hate to give such a stock answer, but don't. I, I, give me a real one. But the, it's, the stock answer happens to be true. Okay. I'm I'm the thing I'm most proud of is uh, two things. One thing is having overcome uh, difficult uh, beginnings. I had a difficult early life mm -hmm. uh, and been able to, you know, sort of do whatever I've been able to do. Uh, and the other thing is I'm very, very proud of my children. Um, mm. They're good. In addition to being, you know, my children, who, and everybody likes their children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're um, very sweet, good-natured, kind, hard-working human beings. And I, uh, I enjoy being with them in some deep way. That's great. How old are your children now? Eleven. They're eleven. just eleven. Oh, and yeah. they're twins. They're yeah, twins. twin boys. Yeah. So cool, man. Yeah. Well, and you and your lovely wife, Leslie, who we had the good pleasure to meet, you guys are huge advocates for families that are affected by autism. Yeah, we try to. Uh, it's a, you know, it, and nowadays, it's un, as you are yeah. aware, and probably yeah. everybody out there, it's an extremely common state yeah. of affairs. Yeah. Uh, shockingly so. I mean, even out of my, uh, just to give you an example, I went to Yale Drama School, I uh, got out in 1981, so everybody is more or less my age, the same age as me. Mm -hmm. yeah. In my class, there were 12 people. It's a really tiny school, 12 yeah. actors, right? Of those 12, six wound up having children. Of those six, three have children on the autism spectrum. Wow. That's three out of 12. Yeah. That's 25%. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty high. That's man. unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, there, uh, there's a whole other discussion. 
Um, but there's something going on both with genetics and some other cofactor, mm -hmm. environmental factor, mm -hmm. which nobody yet knows what it is. Yeah. Right, right. But, um, no, it's definitely something that we were talking about something similar with, with cancers. And I mean, it just seems like yeah. there's so many things, and autism is one of them, that you hear, you never heard about it. Yeah, I mean, I, some more... people some people have thought that maybe we, we're more sophisticated with, with uh, diagnosis, which mm -hmm. is of course true, but I don't think that's the whole answer. That's I think right, I, I, right. I don't think so. Um, but I mean, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Uh, I'm also proud of yeah. Since you asked that question, he's I have to... he's proud of a lot of stuff here. Well, I am. Um, I'm proud of the fact that uh, I got to do something that I dreamt of in life instead of being a person who always had a dream to do it and just didn't have the courage or the good fortune or yep. the whatever to do mm -hmm. it. Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are in that position. Yeah, and yeah. you should be. Yeah. It's a big accomplishment. It's an accomplishment and it's also a joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a real joy. Yeah. Um, my, my grandfather told me when I was a kid, uh, choose something to do that you like because you spend a lot of time doing, doing what you, your, whatever your job is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was very good advice. As it simple was, as it right? Was. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Grandpa. Yeah. Um, that's really cool, man. Thanks for sharing. Chuck and Stacy, since you asked me that question, yeah. I'm just curious how you would you would answer that question. What are you proudest of? Oh. Well, we never have cards turned around like that. Well, Fred, uh, you know what? Into... That's a really good question. And it is. It's a loaded question. We I are would... aware of it when we ask it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would have to say that for me. And it's funny because I was just having a conversation mm -hmm. with somebody uh, a couple days ago about this, but. Uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of for me, I mean, I've been able to accomplish so many things in my life that are really, really cool. You know, dreams that are really, really cool. But I think that my, the biggest thing that I'm proud of is that I didn't come from the perfect family. You know, and that's not what I'm proud of. I'm, but I didn't come from the perfect family. In fact, my, my father left my mother because she was having me. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I and do. And those are things that could really, really destroy somebody. Of course, I didn't know that until later on in my years, and I did get to meet my father when I was 18, but it didn't affect me. I, I wasn't like, wow, because this happened to me, I have to be a certain way. I was never like that. I was always like, you know, I want to live a full life. I want to be happy, regardless of what goes around me. You know, regardless of if my dad's an alcoholic or was a bad father or if, you know, nothing else is perfect, you know, while you're growing up, I was able to not focus on any of the bad stuff that was around me and just focus on the good stuff, you know? And so that's what I'm most proud of and I still continue to do that today. I think that's a similar answer to the answer that I gave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. What and about you, Stacey, if I'm not answering? Um, I think... Wait a minute, I stole your answer? <laughs> no, it's, just, it's a good similar answer. Plagiarize your answer. No, it's good. Uh, but it's similarly, I mean, I, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I am, as long as I am breathing, I persist without exception. And you I do. have belief in myself and I can get knocked down and I get up and I can, I always know I'm going to land on my feet and I'm always going to get back up That's beautiful. and push forward because I feel like I've been given talents, I've been given opportunities and it would not be grateful for me to not completely just go for it and yep. do what I can do and make the most of it. So yep. I'm proud of 
I'm proud of knowing that I can, that I can, that nothing's impossible and I can do it. That's a, that's a wonderful, those are both wonderful answers. By the way. He's uh, like, by the way, you stole my answer. By the no, way, no. I was going to say that. <laughs> no. There's a very famous uh, piece of research that was done by Harvard. This is something that might be mm -hmm. of use to your... Did you also yes. interview your PhD? <laughs> yeah, no, I just read this. Yes. Um, they, they tried to ascertain what made people successful. They did very long, lengthy interviews with people that were successful in all different fields. And the only unifying thing that they could find about people that were successful in medicine, in literature, in the arts, in everything was the people who succeeded kept trying. Mm. They failed, they, got, they were discouraged, but they didn't stop. Mm -hmm. That was the one unifying thing. Yeah. They got back up. Yeah. Everybody gets knocked down. You have to get back, get back up. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Fred. Wow. Thank you for being here. What a cool Gosh, episode. My pleasure. I've learned a lot we... from you, man. I really have. Well, it's been my pleasure. I've, I've enjoyed it tremendously. Oh, it's so wonderful. Thank you so much for being so cool. here, yeah. for Thank sharing you. your amazing life. And Absolutely. we are such, such supporters. We wish you so much abundance in your family and, and your career. I mean, you're just such a blessing. Absolutely. That's very kind Thank of you. And, and maybe I when you finish some you of your movies that you're working on right now, you're going to come back, share with us a little bit more. I'd love maybe to. Maybe bring some of your friends. Hey, bring yes. our guitar and yes. we'll, we'll have a jam session I'll bring here. my guitar. And maybe I can get Mick to come down. Well, That would be nice. You have to say. <laughs> my ratings might go up. Right? He's got to <laughs> wear the fabulous leggings. Um, but Fred has the most he smells so good. He smells good. That's, That's what I told him when he got here. I go, I go, listen, he people aren't going to be so able to good. smell you, man. They can just see you, but thanks for coming and you smelling smell so good. You smell handsome. You do, man. That's what well, you smell I, like. I have to do something When handsome. you do ah. your fragrance, <laughs> your, your fragrance should be called Handsome. That's by Fred Malamek. Yeah, there you go. Very kind. Well, thank you for that. coming down and sharing with us, man. We totally you. appreciate it. Was a total pleasure. You guys, we know you totally got buzz with us. Yeah. And we'll see you next week with another awesome show. Hi, I'm Fred Melamed, and I just got buzzed with Chuck and Stacy. Had a terrific time. What a really fun show, especially for people that are interested in voiceover and the people who do it, like me. Remember, when you get knocked down, get back up again. That's all there is to it. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Well, that concludes our two-part episode with Fred Melamed. You guys be sure and tune in next week because we will for sure have another awesome episode for yes, you. Yes, we will. And don't forget to get In a World on Amazon or iTunes. Go to InnerWorldMovie.com for more info. We'll see you on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, you guys. And just remember, you always have time for a little buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.